Welcome to Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And we are excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways. Think of it as rent-a-best-friend for when you need us. We will talk, share, and laugh together. We hope this podcast can be a place to give women permission to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Les. How are you? I'm doing good. Hi, everybody out there. Hi, everyone. Uh, How was your week? My week has been great. It's been a great week. Yes, I agree. It's just cold. Yeah, I'm having difficulty with the cold. It's been a little chilly and going from summer, fall, which we get really short fall, mm-hmm. but going from winter, full blown. So that's uh, changing my wardrobe over into my winter clothes. Yeah, it's hard. Putting away my sundresses. Was- it's so hard, which then I think maybe having those kind of emotions and feelings, I think kind of brings us into what we kind of want to talk about today. We do. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about our title. I'm just not feeling it today. Yeah. Talking about, especially I'm seeing it with my own kids. Mm -hmm. I see it with students where you don't feel like doing something. And so we don't. Right. I think there's a lot of permission out there for people to say, oh, if you're not feeling it, then it's okay. You don't have to do that today. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that as an adult, there are just things that I have to do in a day. I am never going to feel like doing laundry, but <laughs> I have got to do laundry. I, you know, I'm never going to feel like doing my taxes. There's lots of days where I don't feel like cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. There's lots of days where I don't feel like getting out of bed. Yeah. And for those of you who work out and go to a gym, I am sure that there are days where you do not feel like going in the gym. Right. But you do. So I don't want to take away the permission to some days not to not do things and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that there are certainly times and seasons in our life where we need to regroup what we're doing. However, I don't think on a day to day, I think that there's some merit in learning how to just pick up and do the hard thing. Okay. Let's get into that a little bit in terms of what that looks like. I think that many people are seeing on Instagram and if you follow a motivational speaker Mm -hmm. or uh, somebody who does women's devotionals, those kinds of things, I think that we are hearing out there that no one's coming for you to tell you to do that thing. Yeah. We just have to make the choice to do that. And so as hard as it may be. Yeah. And again, we're kind of separating circumstance a little bit in certain aspects of people's lives. Yeah. But in the everyday, yes, no one's going to come knocking at your door to be like, hey, let's go and do your taxes. Do your taxes today. <laughs> we're gonna, you know, we, we don't have a bus showing up with the raw cheering team saying, hey, let, we're doing this. No. No. And if it doesn't get done, you're in trouble. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's reality laundry needs to get done. There's things in a day that need to get done. And so, like I said, with our youth nowadays where they get test anxiety, mm-hmm. I, maybe I don't write that test today or gym <laughs> in high school. You know, there were the kids that were hiding out in the locker rooms, right? They didn't want to do it. Yeah. And in grade 10, you had to take gym. So I had to take gym. Didn't want to take gym. Sorry. I know those out there, but I was doing something else athletic. I was a dancer. Gym class to me was, I had to just get through it. Going back to the story of some of the girls in the locker room who didn't want to do it because they just didn't want to do it or... Yeah. And then, you know, they were using the excuses like, oh, I've got my period because they didn't want to do that because it was hard to get out there. And yeah, certainly when I was taking gym in high school in the 90s, maybe the culture wasn't exactly safe. It wasn't about promoting healthy lifestyles so much. Mm -hmm. 
than it is now. And so it was scary to be in, especially if you were with the girls who were on the volleyball team and on the basketball team. And that was the unit that you were doing. Right. It was intimidating. Yeah. I get that. Right. I still want to address this issue of some girls got out and did it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I also think that there's this point too, where when we let all kids say, I have test anxiety, so I need a special space or I need special accommodations. Yes. We devalue those kids who really do need those things. Right endometriosis or some chronic maladies. Growing up, I had the endometriosis. Mm -hmm. I had those situations where I physically just couldn't get out of my bed or couldn't participate in gym. And so nowadays, the idea of not looking at those in an excuse, but having others using those situations as excuses to get out of it. Right. And our society is like, yeah, okay. Right. And so that's what I would love to talk about is, especially as a mom, I need to model for my kids doing Mm -hmm the hard things sometimes, right? They see Jeff and I out there. We do our own landscaping. I do my own housekeeping. Mm -hmm. I don't love those things, but I love having a clean yard and I'm not going to pay somebody to do that. My husband is very much like this, right? It's something that we can do. Then we are going to do that. Now, have I had a housekeeper in the past? Absolutely. If that is something that adds margin into your life to bring joy, then get a housekeeper. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) I am not saying that. But I do think there's an element of choosing those things that are hard that we do and we model Mm -hmm. for our kids that we're going to do them even though they're hard. Right. What I want to say to my own kids and have said to them is stress isn't bad. Right. Being in discomfort or being in stressful situations aren't bad. Mm -hmm. What we do need to learn to do is acknowledge that, oh, I'm actually really stressed out about this test. Yeah. Yeah, you are because you care. That's a great thing. Mm -hmm. You care to do well on this test and be the best that you can be when you go And then instead of giving up and being like, you know what, I am just so stressed that I'm not going to write my test. I'm calling in sick today. Once you know you're, you're in that feeling of stress and anxiety and you write it regardless how you feel after, you succeeded in something that you knew was so difficult to do. And I would say there are lots of students, and I see this with my own students, I've seen it with my own kids, who know that they get particularly stressed for tests, Mm -hmm. which means then you actually are going to maybe need to prepare a little bit more than the average Joe. Right. And again, that's hard. And I'm sorry that that's your reality. Right. Maybe I just actually have to study a little bit more or start a little bit earlier mm-hmm. to prepare for that test so that I'm confident that I know it. Right. Not that I feel, yeah. but that I am confident that I actually do know this because I put the time in. I did the hard work. Now I'm going to go write the test. And you know what? Even if you do badly on that test, at that point, at least what you can say is, I gave it my all. I did everything I could. I did my best. which, Which feels amazing, knowing that, that you did everything you possibly could in that moment to get through what you needed to get through did it and then being able to look back and it's like, okay, wow, yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same every time we do something new, it's taking that, that step and it's uncomfortable and it's scary and it might not look perfect the first time we do it until we figure it out. What we want to talk about today is the feeling is the great grounder mm-hmm. in what it is that we need to address for the behavior. The feeling isn't what's going to guide us. The feeling is just going to allow us to recognize where we need to go. So a perfect example of this is when I am feeling frustrated or I'm feeling irritated or I am grouchy, Yeah, I'm going to lean into those feelings <laughs> because they are telling me something. something. Yes. 
red flag, red flag, alert, alert. Exactly. Yeah. Many times for me, do I need food? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's that simple. And yeah. I think we discredit that too much. Mm-hmm. Or not enough sleep. I just didn't get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know that that's me today. I'm going to make some adjustments today. I'm not going to have a meeting with that person today. Right. Okay, yeah. So I was just going to ask you then, what what do we do then? If you are the hangry, if you didn't get enough sleep. Okay, but you still have to. Mm -hmm. So then what? I can adjust my schedule in a day. Right. Or if you can't, and then there's the idea of grounding yourself. Or find something that I need to do to fill my bucket. In that moment. In that moment to get me. Which is the pause. The pause and lean in. What do I need? Right. What do I need right now? Yeah. Do I need to take some quiet time and close my office door? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a minute. Aside from getting food, the other would be, do I need to connect with somebody? I've done this with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> shut the door in my office, call you, download. Take a breath, have a few Give little me some moments. perspective. You either call me out or let me vent. You usually know what to do for me. And then it's two minutes. Yep. Take a breath and then I move on, on again. my day. Right, right. What I wonder, <laughs> this is a touchy subject. Yeah. If we're going to talk about Let's menopause. Okay. Oh gosh. PMS yeah. mm-hmm. is these things are so scandalous for women. There mm-hmm. would have been a time decades ago where we wouldn't have even brought this stuff up. Oh dear, no. I want to acknowledge I was having coffee with a great girlfriend of mine and she we've been friends for 30 years. Okay. And she made the comment that when she's PMSing, mm-hmm. I won't say names. No. It actually makes her acknowledge something else that's going on, something deeper that's going on in her life. Okay. She's recognizing that every month she's getting mad at her husband (laughs) for this same thing. Right. Maybe it's not the PMS. Maybe it's actually the thing. The actual thing. Yeah. That's making you angry, hurt, whatever the emotion. Right. The feeling. So then what I would say is the strategy would be don't bring it up when you're PMSing, (laughs) but acknowledge that this is a reoccurring theme between you and your relationship with your child, with your spouse, with your boss Mm -hmm. that comes up when you're feeling sensitive during a menopause season or a PMS season. Yes. And maybe just pay attention to that. I want to allow you ladies to acknowledge that as a gift. When we are feeling intensely in those times of our months to lean into what that is. So maybe your husband leaving the socks on the bathroom floor (laughs) every month (laughs) is not the thing that you're getting mad at. You're recognizing, I'm actually feeling really disconnected from my husband right now. I'm feeling this a lot right now because I'm PMSing, but it's not because I'm PMSing that this is what I'm feeling. There's something that's telling me I need to listen to this. Okay. And so now the socks, the PMS are actually a revelation that, oh my gosh, I haven't actually gone on a date and had some quiet quality time with my husband for a little bit too long. Right. That's really an interesting take. Are you saying then it's okay to acknowledge the fact that you as a woman are having PMS or the menopause hot flash in that moment, Mm -hmm. acknowledge that part, Mm -hmm. but the situation that you're dealing with regarding the husband, kid, friend, whatever, then you step away from that situation and get a clear head Okay. And then have the courage to go and address the situation. Oh, yeah. So the feeling in those times are the opportunities for you to acknowledge something maybe bigger that's going right. on in your life that needs to be addressed. Like you said, you need a date with your husband. You need a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And feeling like I'm not connected with my team at work. Our 
gift as women is that our bodies will tell us through feelings. Mm -hmm. Our feelings aren't dictating the path. They're getting us to recognize something. And now we get to choose a behavior. Wow. Yes. So what behavior are you going to choose? Do you need to change something? Do you need to address something? I don't want to say fix something. No. Because I don't believe that we need to be fixed, but certainly addressed. And then let's go from there. Because your behavior is a choice. Your behavior is a choice. Getting up in the morning is a choice. Yeah. Doing my taxes is going to be a choice. I can choose to not do those things. Right. (laughs) Good luck with that. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Not not doing your taxes. (laughs) We're not recommending. We do not recommend. (laughs) Not giving your feelings too much power. They're important. They allow you to learn in and recognize something going on in your life. And just take give them a voice, on. lean into them, yeah. and then make a decision. What's going to be the choice moving forward? And what do we do when we aren't feeling something in a day? Because realistically, there's going to be days where just getting out of bed. I'm talking about big things like having to go do a grocery shop. You yeah. know, we've had an eight-hour day at work, planning a funeral, or terrible things that we have to do that are we don't want to do. Yeah. In the little moments in the day, what are things that are going to allow you to be able to get up and do when we're not feeling it. Right. Well, sometimes just the getting up is the doing mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with that too. I mean, obviously if this is a continuing scenario, I would hope would feel comfortable reaching out and getting help. If it's a continual situation where you're in that dark season, I think going to your medical doctor, being honest with him or her and asking for help. And I have done this and I will say having therapy, I wish everyone could experience having therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know there's sometimes a lot of stigma around it, which is unfortunate. But the idea of being able to just download to someone who has you, has your back is life changing. Anyway, it was for me being able to go to my medical doctor, asking for uh, reference for therapy. And again, even if you can't afford it, we are very lucky here that we are able to access free help. That's an option for you to have the courage to do that. I would highly recommend it. Our goal here is when I am feeling like I can't do something, Mm -hmm. what are some things that will fill me up? And Michelle is just talking a little bit about, we want to also acknowledge that there are some of you out there who really, really can't for whatever reason or not. And they just are inviting you to go and explore that. Yeah, professionally. Absolutely. Look into that. Yeah. We're in our own experiences of life. We're not doctors. We're not psychologists. We're just living. Mm -hmm. What do you need? What's something small that you can do to give you that kick of energy to just get you where you need to go? Friends, the option of reaching out to a friend or even going outside for a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Getting some sunlight, get some some fresh air, walk around your block. Yeah. I absolutely need to just connect with God. I need Mm -hmm. time to close my door and just read a scripture, whisper a little prayer, and then move on. I also connect with friends. Yes. And learning something new. Yeah. Whether that's reading a book, listening to a podcast, reading a magazine, even just learning something. Taking time to rest. And so I think the biggest thing is when you need to reset your brain, what is it that you are going to do? I think the biggest thing is being okay with taking two, five minutes Mm -hmm. out of your day when you're feeling this overwhelm. Yeah. What you do in that five minutes is up to you. But I would say set your timer on your phone and give yourself time to step away. Now, if you have children... Mm -hmm. This is very hard because I remember this as a young mom. Yeah. I couldn't go pee without having somebody follow me into the bathroom. (laughs) Yep. And there was no moment. There was no moment. There was no moment. 
So then what? What did you do? My kids loved to read. Yeah. And so I put them in their rooms with a book. Okay. And I set the timer. I This is how I taught my kids time, actually. They had an analog clock yes. in their bedroom. Yeah. And this was very cool for them because you can see the minute hand ticking. ticking you right. can see the second hand ticking. Mm-hmm. And so I would say... When the long hand gets to the six, yeah, you can come out of your rooms. Nice. And so my kids would sit in there and they had their books. Let's unpack that for a second. You're wondering about, I'm making it seem so easy that I could just put my kids in a room yeah, and like, they would sit and read. And just sit and read. Like, oh, done, ding, everything's great, everything's better. I calm my kids down and now I have a moment to myself. That to me doesn't seem realistic at all. So I need you to explain a little bit more about that. I think anytime you see something that is easy for somebody, it means they put a ton of work into it. Anytime you see a really great photoshopped or Instagram post or a really well-made movie or an athlete who is an exceptional. The training, the process, the work that goes into it. Yes. I was able to put my kids in a room for 10 minutes to read a book. That took so much work. We are not saying that these things are going to be easy. We're saying they were going to take work. So what are you going to do to set yourself up for success? Okay. Okay. Because I think hearing the reality behind the perfect picture at the end of the day, to me, means more than just like, oh, I put my kids in the room and now they're reading and I have a moment, right? You were struggling. I was struggling. My boys fought all the time. I had three littles at home. Mm -hmm. The boys are 21 months apart. I'm actually surprised they're both still alive. And so I needed time in my day. And so the goal, the outcome was greater than that immediate fix. Okay. So then your kids, you put them in the room with the book and then you walked away. And then did they not come chasing after you? It took a week. Okay. Every day of practicing. Does it, is the long hand at the six? No, you can't come out yet. Open the door, open the door, open the door. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to lose my mind. And every day I thought I was going to quit. It's the same one that I was potty training. I wanted to quit. Yeah. Now I had the same situation with my son when he was little. He would would not sleep in his bed. And I read all the stupid books that were saying, oh no, you just have to let them scream and cry. And this was hours and hours and hours every single night. I would be holding the door, sitting outside crying while he was banging, screaming. And I'm like, no, I had to decide then as that mom. So now this is where my guilt comes in. Did I make the wrong choice? Because I didn't follow through after two, three weeks of doing that. That's what I'm saying. The reality of this, right? Hopefully everybody is in a mom's group that they can get advice. It's tough to- I wish I had that. And I just, again, I didn't have the courage, capacity, whatever, to reach out to another mom because it made me feel like I was a terrible mother. And that is something that we need to talk about, right? I think that we feel this as women and that's why your feelings should not have the power. Okay. Use the logical brain. You needed support. Right. And being courageous, brave enough to go out and get what you need. It's okay to ask and get what you need. Right. And I know that now, in hindsight, looking back, but in the moment, if that mama is struggling in that moment, then it has the fear of, oh, my girlfriends are going to think I'm a terrible mother. Or or we need to confront our tribe and say, hey, ladies, I feel like I can't be myself. Right. Everybody seems to look perfect here, like they have got it all together. Can we break that down, please? Let's have some authentic conversation. Yeah. I felt this too, that I felt like I had to be the perfect mom. I would go to everybody else's houses and they were clean. And so (laughs) what did I do when everyone came to my house? I cleaned for an hour. 
I took me 40 years to learn how to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. My house is not clean when people come to my house anymore. Yes, it is. Let's just be clear. But But it's not your standard of what you were used to doing. I'm not cleaning for an hour before you're coming to my house. I'm so sorry, anybody who wants to come to my house. But it's still clean. You're not leaving your dishes on the counter. Sometimes my dishes, but the toilets will be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. I'll give you that. I'm saying that we don't mean to make it sound like this needs to be overly simplified. Everybody has their context. Yes. The goal here is listen to your feelings and then make a choice. How are you going to respond? Because something needs to happen. So what is it that you need to make the thing happen? Mm -hmm. Okay. Find it. Right. Call a neighbor. Come over. Take your kids for a little second. If you have family in yeah, I had family. I That was my go-to. I had my mama who was my ride or die, you know, when I needed that step away. So maybe it was, it is to, to the moms out there with little kids mm-hmm. is scheduling in time for somebody to come in. Or is there another stay-at-home mom at down the street that you can trade off? Ooh. And every Tuesday for half an hour, yeah. she takes your kids. And then on every Thursday, you switch. And yeah. You give each other that break. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You know, to just shower and yeah, pee shower. without somebody's spying. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Mom, mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> Being able to just fill your life with what you need in that moment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be grandiose. The problem isn't feeling tired, overwhelmed, or burnt out. The problem is not knowing what to do when you feel those things. Right. Yeah. Would love to just allow you some time to sit down and figure out what is it that you need to get you out of that. Yeah. And I know now as an adult, you know, writing, sitting and writing just for five minutes, just getting my feelings actually out of my head onto paper, big game changer for me. If there's no one else around, you know, I, and I tell my kids this, get the sounds, the voices in your head out into the universe, get it out, whether it's talking to someone and if no one's around, write it down. Agreed. I also too, for me is this was a really hard thing for me to learn how to do is I get up early before everybody else. Yes. And I love sleeping. (laughs) I do. Mm -hmm. This is hard for me. I don't sleep late either if I can, but I just would sleep longer than I do. Right. But I need to go downstairs into my living room. I turn my fireplace on. I pour my cup of coffee. Yeah. So this really sets the stage for my day. Mm-hmm. I am a better wife. I am a better staff member. I am a better human being. Yeah. If I have had that time in the morning to start my day. So you schedule that every day in your life? Yes, I do. Okay. I've tried to do that. I've tried to, and then I forget. Sometimes I'm, my brain is so overwhelmed that I'm like, oh yeah, darn, I was supposed to go and sit or write in my journal. And again, that's a choice. Yeah, I don't enjoy getting up as early as I get up. It is long before the sun. But you know that makes your day go better. And everybody else around me. (laughs) Right. So that's that's huge. That's really... Well, everyone, we're really glad that you joined us today. We hope that there are some takeaways for you. Definitely for me today. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for making time to be with us. This was Life Consciously Uncurated. We hope that our stories give you the permission to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.